<laughs> well, we don't have to do that because <laughs> this program's different. <laughs> the reason I had to, had you do the or the little uh, marker was because the program I was using before I had to sync it up, so I needed to clap, so I knew when to when to drop that ass. When you hear that clap, drop that ass. <laughs> <laughs> And then put our music after. Welcome to uh, um, Somber Spirits, the podcast where me and my sister get drunk and uh, tell you spooky stories. My name is Aaron. My name is Danielle. Was that otherwise no, uh, it's old lady Danny? Uh, no, I'm not old. I'm only twenty seven. <laughs> Today we're uh, continuing the part two of the Amityville story. Which, um, if you're li- if you had already listened to part one, this we haven't stopped recording. I mean, we did take a break, but this is the same session. So if things get more off the rails, I'm sorry, but we've been we've been wild and we're going mm-hmm. bananas. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. May I see you switch to the light of the Miller? Yeah, I have a glass of wine here, but it like, hold on, let me try it. It's been sitting here for like a minute and I'm just kind of scared of it. Look how big it is. I poured way too much. Bro, you call lot. that too much? Have you seen the pours that when Michael and I back in the crazy days? Uh, I guess you're right. Well, I'm you, well, this is bad wine. If it was good wine, I wouldn't mind, it's but disgusting. If you you if you didn't have Oh no, bro, you took a sip. Ooh. <laughs> oh my god, this like And okay, look. I'm not one to talk shit about wines. I straight up drank box wine for the majority of my like 20s. But this is not good. Like this just just nope. No, no. So nope. I feel like a lot of people, I mean, don't quote me on this, but I feel like I'm exactly right. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that one's that one's, <laughs> yeah, that, one's, that, one's um, pretty, that one's pretty I could shitty. be wrong, but I feel like I'm exactly right. <laughs> but so my thing is, I feel like a lot of people up in West Texas Minus you, because I expanded your fucking palate when you were like seven years old. Well, wow, technically- I need to brag about it. Yeah, yeah. She gave you hear that police. I'm using this in court. She gave me wine when I was seven. That means she was ten. No, wait, seven. Yeah, ten. <laughs> okay, he he wasn't literally seven, but he was he was young. He was of age, but I expanded his palate. No, I wasn't. I was nineteen. Oh my god, Aaron. <laughs> Hey, we speak the truth on this podcast, okay? No, we you, do not. You enabled my underage drinking, which led to my alcohol problem. That's why Bro, my wife that's... left me. That's why I lost the kids. It's all Aaron, your fault, Aaron, why Danielle. did you have a wife and kids at like 19 years old? I mean, okay, there's some people that do have that. Yeah, you know no, what? I was like, you... I was going to go with that joke, but I was like, oh, there's a lot of people that get married and have kids at there's like There's a lot 19. of people that have that life. What's that like? So, so, so the thing is, I feel like, People in, uh, what do you call it? Like in West Texas and like, I don't want to say where exactly we're from, but. Even like though the West I said Texas it area. in the last episode, which I edited <laughs> I out. It's not in there, but I did dox myself. I know. So let's just say the hometown of. No. Wow. <laughs> That's a quick what? Google search. I know. But um, <clears throat> so we had like a family get together like a couple years. Yeah. A couple years back, a few years back. We have a wine tasting thing. So mm. everybody up there brought their favorite wine, which is fucking sweet wine, Moscato, Stella, yeah. this Barefoot. and that. Barefoot. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. They look because... at like um, how sweet it is and how cheap it is. That's generally how our family operates when it comes to wine. Well, not even just our family. I feel like everybody there. Because I've noticed Most since people. I moved away. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, it's you're right. Because of... I've hung out with this one girl and like. I was like, oh, I like wine. She's like, I love wine too. I was like, awesome. Let's get a bottle what and let's hang out. Wine? Yeah. So she brought a bottle and it was like Arbor Mist. Mm-hmm. And I got 19 Crimes. That's like my go-to wine for any occasion. It's good. Because <laughs> yeah. it's good. And then she brought Arbor Mist and I was like, this isn't really wine. This is kind of like a spritzer, I guess. Like, Yeah. It was good though. The hangover sucked, but it was good. <laughs> I mean, the hangover sucks for both, but I'm just saying like, I don't yeah. know. I guess it's just that area because even... Our family members, I remember we were all drinking the wine and like Michael and I, we'd keep taking all the dry wine because they're like, oh, I bought this one. It's called it Caber, Caber something, Cabernet. And they're like, what, what? You like Cab, bro? Do you like the You like the Cabernet, the Cabernet, the Cabernet or whatever? Oh, so um, 
I'm gonna call him. His name's well for those who don't know. For those who don't know, my best friend, his name's Austin. But when we first started drinking wine together, I was trying to teach him what Danielle had taught me in my youth, and uh, he used to call Cabernets Cabernets. No. But he said it with such confidence, I never wanted to correct him because it was like funny. Because we'd be like wine shopping, and he'd just say it with such gusto. He's like, "I really want like a nice Cabernet," and I'm just like. I'm not going to correct you because Aww. I appreciate how confident you were in saying that. Awesome. Eventually, I told him, I was like, it's pronounced Cabernet. He's like, why don't you fucking tell me? I was like, I, you, you just seemed happy with Cabernet. I didn't want to ruin that for you. <laughs> this is like how we say Chardonnay. Mm-hmm. Can't I can't pronounce it. I can't pronounce it the proper way. So we always call it Chardonnay. We're like, we're like just going to drink our Chardonnay. Hold on. I don't even know why I'm drinking this fucking swill of wine. Let me show you the wine I got. Um, take my headphones off real quick. I gotta get it from the fridge. Hold on. Yeah. <laughs> I got. Can, wait, can you see this? I think you and Mike showed me this one. Bitch, what, I don't think I showed you that. Is one it in at frame? All. I can't even tell. Kind of, but. <clears throat> oh, it's um three finger Jack rum barreled aged red blend. I don't think I don't think we showed you those there. <laughs> Really? Cause it's like it looks no. like it's in a whiskey bottle. Didn't you guys bring that last time you guys came down? No. So it it was a different one. But oh, I mean, okay. but I mean, the ones that are like you know, like whiskey barrel ones, whatever. Those mm-hmm. are like very smooth. They're so good. Yeah. Well, this is a rum barreled one. I want. I looked good. Ooh. I'll try it later tonight, probably. Oh, I bet um, that one's gonna be really good. So I hope you guys aren't tired of us bantering about wine and nonsense. So. Let's get into part two, which is the paranormal stuff. But I will have to add a caveat. I am a skeptic. I don't believe in ghosts. So all the research is kind of done from like a skeptic's standpoint. So I'm, I'm going to tell you all the spooky shit that happened. But just note that I'm not going to get super into it until later into the story. Our story begins with the Lutz family. What do you make? What is that face you're making? <laughs> don't look at me. I, you're like you, I have two things open on my laptop. Your face and the notes. So it's not like I can look at anything else. <laughs> no. Okay, just I'm reading along. I just I got. Okay. <laughs> so the Lutz family on December eighteenth, nineteen seventy five, the Lutz family moved into the DeFeo home. Although it had only been thirteen months since the DeFeos had been murdered. The family later claimed at a press conference the DeFeo slayings weren't something that would bother us. A priest named Father, another fucking weird name, Picario, P-E, that sound good? Okay, Picario arrived to bless the family's new home on the same day they moved into it. Wow, my voice just dropped because like I have a little piece of spit just like dangling in my throat. Hold on. (laughs) Better. He's back to his normal voice. This is Aaron. Yeah, that's me. It's me, Mr. Aaron. Hello. My voice this is my natural voice. I don't normally talk like that. So don't what? pull up that bald ass character right now. Oh Harold. Oh don't my God. do it. I'm not going to. The, the audience doesn't even know who Harold is. Like it, okay, if you guys do some digging, you'll find Harold. Okay. Just uh I'll car, just uh <laughs> no, how does, how does Cardi, oh, cur, oh, cur, I can't do it. She goes oh, like oh, cur, like she puts a, a, a in there. Oh, cur, I don't know I how can't she do does it. it. That's I so dated. That, oh. This just shows how out of touch with pop culture we are. Cause like that was a thing like four years ago. That's true. You know, yeah. we're not hip. Mm-mm. We're we're not hip. We're knees. Get it? Cause hip knee. That was stupid. It's a, no, a <laughs> Okay, so Father Picario um, arrived at the house and blessed it the day the Lutzes moved in. So while the Lutzes unloaded their rented moving van, the Catholic priest entered the house and began his ritual blessing. And he did this alone. Uh, He made his way upstairs to the second floor and entered the northwest bedroom. No, northeast bedroom. Sorry, I don't know directions. If Dad were here, he would quickly draw me a map of the house and tell me which direction to go You know what? I'm not going to get into it. It's a whole other story. (laughs) Just know our dad is obsessed with directions. He he loves. He's really good at people. him though, honestly. Yeah, yeah, he really is. I appreciate I, him telling me, but like, I don't have the memory capacity to retain it. So that's I'm what like, I told him. I'm like, I'm I like, love that you're telling me this. But either write it down or just let me like figure I it know. out. So whenever, so whenever dad talks to me, 
I'm like, listen here, Papa Dracula. I'm like, I can't, like, I don't know. I You can talk to me about directions all fucking day. Like, day and night. I'll listen to you. I'll, like, sit there. Eyes wide open. I won't blink. And I still won't know where to go when it comes down to it. Because <laughs> you gotta yeah. give it to me and I have to read it. And Thanks, he'll just give on it and on you. and on. <laughs> Two songs popped in my head. When you said eyes wide open, it made me think of the Creed song. He's like, I know. arms wide open. <laughs> But it's my eyes, not my arm. Yeah, <laughs> with eyes wide open. Yeah, yeah whatever. Wow. No. <laughs> I'm, this is still the first page. I know. <laughs> this is going to be a longer episode. I hope you guys are ready. Strap okay, in. Well, buckle in and put your bananas on. Let's go. Put your bananas on. Strap in, strap on, because we're about to get frisky. <laughs> strap on. I, I hate myself. <laughs> What kind of podcast are we? Oh no, our family, our family. I'm so sorry. Oh no, just not. You know what? We don't have to tell them about this. Let's just tell them we abandoned the whole idea. We can upload (laughs) it. We just don't. We just don't tell them about it. Like they'll never know. They'll never have to know. We're never gonna promote anything. We're just gonna. (laughs) Yeah. We're gonna start only. We're gonna start OnlyFans for our podcast. (laughs) And it's it's nothing but a dark. Aaron, it's nothing but a dark room in the audio of our and us <laughs> talking about scary stories. <laughs> Bro, we probably and then we put in an, an occasional picture of like our big toe. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh my god, they'll start like oh, have you heard of Wiki Feet? That's a thing. Yeah, so Bro, it's a Wikipedia where they show celebrities. <laughs> Where was well, no, it? it's not. You don't make money off of it. It's just like a Wikipedia, but they have like celebrities' feet on it. Um, where yeah, the fuck was right. I? I'm okay, so the, the the priest <laughs> went to the northeast bedroom, which is where Mark and John were killed, and he sprinkled holy water around the room and recited a prayer. And he claims to have heard a voice say, "Get out." Although the priest supposedly did not tell the family about the voice, he did warn them, saying, "Do not use it. <laughs> Do not use it as a bedroom. Don't let anyone sleep in here." And according to a magazine article dated in April 1977, the Lutzes followed the priest's advice and turned the room into a sewing room, which oh, I don't know why you need a whole room for sewing. Like, you can do that on the couch, you fucking lazy sons of bitches, whatever. <laughs> I'm getting mad for no reason. I, her grandma how, would sew everywhere. How privileged do you have to be to have a room. sewing room? Like, grandma know, had her sewing room a- in her room. <laughs> No, her sewing room was the kitchen. She would just like sew on that little table in the kitchen. Remember the little like side table thing? I know. I'm so mad that I never actually learned how to sew from her. Like she would show me and I'd be like, this is stupid. I still don't know how to sew. I wish I did because all my clothes have holes in them. So I refuse to buy anything new. I I hope he never listens to this. But when we first started dating, I was like, babe, I know how to sew. Like, trust me, I know how to sew. And he's like, Okay, he's like missing buttons from his pants. <laughs> like his pants, he's like, he's like, well, I still save the buttons. You think you can sew them on? I was like, fuck, he was testing me. I sewed them all on. Like I put a billion ropes in between, just like nonstop, and they still broke. And he's like, babe, I thought you knew how to sew. And I was like, it could have just been the thread. It was cheap thread. <laughs> no, you no, didn't even own no. up to just lying no, to him. No, no. <laughs> I was like, bro, I forgot how to. I forgot how to sew. And then I even like Googled it. I was like, how to sew buttons. <laughs> you straight up blamed the thread. Like you lied to this man. And then you're like, no, nah, it's a thread. I don't know. So the needle <laughs> wasn't made out of the certain type of steel I like. I like it pure silver. Nope. This isn't pure silver. This this needle. Nope. Not good enough. But no, but that's the weird thing though, because I couldn't sew his buttons, but I was able. So I like cut my leggings and then I was able to sew my leggings back to where they look normal. And I was like, what like what gives so i learned that skill from grandma yeah i was like i I still have my leggings i can sell anything i'm fucking professional i know well that that was after i tried his buttons because i was like well whatever i was like i fucked up his buttons i might as well fuck up my leggings already ripped so i tried to sew them and then they actually sewed really nice and like they looked good and i was like well what what the hell you're like damn I'm a genius. It was weird. Okay, anyway, so, I'm sorry. So uh, he told them not to turn into a bedroom. He had claimed to hear voices and whatever. But they turned into a sunroom. So from the very first night they moved in, the family claimed they felt strange sensations. Supposedly, things worsened over the next few weeks. From the stench of bile to the smell of cheap perfume, the family became increasingly confused by all the mysterious odor- odors that were like 
going through the house. I guess they got some smelly ghosts up in, in up in that bitch. They got some stinky ghosts. In addition, there were claims that there were black stains that would appear in the toilets that couldn't be lifted from Clorox, which I can debunk that as a janitor. I can debunk that right now. It's not a ghost, okay? Someone just ate some Taco Bell. This was the 70s, so Taco Bell is definitely around. Wait, no, they came in the 80s. But they ate something, okay? It was not a ghost. It's disgusting. Unless some ghost is just over there fucking shitting in their toilet. I mean, if I was a ghost, I'd the do ghost, that. The ghost is like, you don't see me, but you'll see this. <laughs> what you can't see, you'll smell. <laughs> it's like no face off of fucking... Spirit oh, yeah, Spirit Away. Away. He was like, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. <laughs> if you haven't seen Spirit Away, there's a ghost called Nose Face. And like when he first appeared, he's a little stinky boy. He's all filled with dirt and he's very smelly mm-hmm. so i guess that makes sense i mean i guess that's like a a thing with ghosts i think it's canon in like uh the paranormal lore that some spirits are just naturally stinky i don't know okay. i'll look into it should have researched that but <laughs> i did i used three websites so <laughs> oh my God. professional investigator the family also claimed that slime would run down the walls although there appeared to be no reason for it or even a source of the slime I don't know what color it was. I saw some pictures and it just kind of looked like an ooze. Like it was like clear. It looked just wet. I mean, they probably had bad pipes. Again, I'm a skeptic. So maybe it was a ghost. Maybe they just had like bad pipes. This house was made in the 20s. Uh, They also claimed that hundreds of flies would appear in the sewing room despite it being in the dead of winter. I had a burp. (coughs) Oh, that was wet. That was disgusting. Gross. So they claimed that a bunch of flies would be in the sewing room during the winter. They also claimed that crucifixes would mysteriously be hung upside down. However, as batshit crazy as this sounds, this is only the tip of the so-called Amityville haunting. Jay Anson, who was writing a book that followed the Lutz's experience titled The Amityville Horror, which is pretty sure everybody knows what that is. It's not only a book, it's also been movies, which I'll get into later. So in his book, uh, Jay Anson claimed that the haunting became physical. Kathy Lutz was victimized by an unseen touches, which had sometimes forced her to pass out. She could just have an iron deficiency. I don't know. Blame it on the goat, go, 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 ghost. Fucking pansy. <laughs> the fuck? I don't know. On the other hand, George... <laughs> I'm trying to move on. Oh, you gotta keep it strong. Move along. This is the singing episode. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> How was your uh, on the other hand, George would sit by the fireplace for hours because he suffered from constant chills. In addition, he woke up nightly. At, wait, what, what's what's what do you meant? What's what's funny? Gonna say, they're gonna say constant diarrhea. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> Who would sit by a fireplace because they have diarrhea? <laughs> Do you do that? Do you like, like, uh, Michael, like, I, I got to run me in the no, tummy. I got to sit by some fire. No, we don't even have, oh my God, the bottle. We don't even have a, oh, Archer wants to play now. We don't even have a fireplace, but I don't know. <laughs> I was just thinking constant and it's just like consistently pooing. I don't know. You just it's by the fireplace shitting. <laughs> just, ah, it's the ghost, Kathy. It's the ghost. No. The fire keeps my diarrhea warm, makes it easier to slide out. Ew. So he claimed to have constant chills, and he would sit by the fireplace for hours. He could have just had hypothermia, just saying. But in addition, he would wake up nightly at 3.15 a.m., and the reasoning behind this, as it's claimed, was is there, there's a connection between that and the hour that the DeFeos were killed. However, in reality, the DeFeos were killed between 1 and 2 a.m., not 3.15. So, so he's full of fucking shit. As I get into this, you'll see there's a lot of poking holes in the whole paranormal thing. So people who are fans of the paranormal, I'm so sorry. I'm not trying to offend you, but I'm I'm just this is from my perspective. I could be wrong. Just this is the research I did. As the months or as the month progressed, apparently the situation worsened for the family. Anson reported that George awoke one night to witness his wife transformed into a 90 year old hag. <laughs> so Kathy That's forgot to put on so makeup rude. one day. And George just wasn't yeah. having it. How rude. Um, He's like, where is her face? Yeah. You are like, a 90 year old hag. <laughs> How? She's like, I use my CeraVe. Or CeraVe. What the hell is that? Is it CeraVe or CeraVe? It's Why like are you a asking face me? wash. I don't even know what that is. Bro, I don't know. You don't even do the skincare. I, don't know. I use mud. <gasps> I mean, that's not Like bad. from outside. 
<gasps> I just smear it on my face and then from where you live. And then I dunk it in a puddle, you know. That's disgusting. It's clear. Anyway. Obviously he lives in Florida. <laughs> yeah. I like how in these last two episodes we've like literally said where we've lived at least three or four times. I mean I'm gonna bleep them out, but Episode two, we're like, come find us. Fuck around and find Aaron, out. Aaron. <laughs> Aaron. Aaron. <laughs> what? Where the what? hell have you been, loca? <laughs> oh, my God. Stop. For those of you who don't know what that is, if you are <laughs> as cultured as we are in uh, the Twilight movies, you'll know what that's from. <laughs> right now, it's tr- it's like a big thing. And- <laughs> I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed with Jacob where he's like, Bella, where the hell have you been, Loka? <laughs> oh my god. Okay. I'm just trying to get you to say what so I can say it. <laughs> After the wife had transformed into a 90-year-old hag, the next night she began levitating off the bed, forcing her husband to grab her before she floated away. <laughs> where did she go? I don't know. He stopped She's her, like- so... She's like the Dursleys with Harry Potter when he makes the ant fly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. um, realizing they needed help, the family contacted the same Catholic priest and asked him to return uh, to perform another blessing. Where am I? Okay, so the, the priest had claimed that he couldn't go back to the house because he was feeling the after effects of whatever was haunting the house. The family decided to take matters in their own hands. Armed with a crucifix, they walked throughout the house reciting the Lord's Prayer. A chorus of voices erupted in response, asking them, quote, will you stop? End quote. (laughs) (laughs) That's probably not the attitude that they have, but I like to imagine like all the ghosts in there were just like, are you knocking off? Like we were here first. Hello? Can you like, it's like a Morty thing. (laughs) Can you please stop? I used to be able to do that really good. I can't do it anymore. I know. Okay, so the most incredible part of Anson's story was his claim that the daughter had befriended an invisible red-eyed pig named Jody. Jody was described by George Lutz in 1979, stating, Jody could not be seen by anyone unless it wanted to. At times, it was a little bigger than a teddy bear and other times bigger than the house. One night, while coming back from the boathouse, Anson and George Lutz uh, witnessed Jody standing behind his stepdaughter in the bedroom. So, uh, the uh, kid claims there's a red-eyed pig. It's like vibing. I guess that's one of the ghosts. Uh, or I guess it's a demon. I guess demons don't have human figures or whatever. Kathy Lutz's introduction to her daughter's friend was just as was just as disturbing. On a separate evening, she was startled to see two red eyes peering in through the darkness from the window. So this is where like the iconic visual of the amity house it was like always the red eyes and like the little pie-shaped window peering through that's what she had claimed to have seen the book reported that malevolent forces caused significant property damage to the house such as the front door being ripped off its hinges windows being smashed banisters being torn off their fittings and damage to the garage door as well as water damage from hurricane forced winds which local meteorologist stations had no record of so all the damage that had been done to the house like were the same as if a hurricane had blown through it, but there wasn't a hurricane. So these ghosts are just like tearing shit up and making it stinky. Uh, Even their dog, Harry, which was a Malumet Labrador mix, supposedly suffered from strange forces. Although the animal was normally hyper, it had become increasingly lethargic while in the house. One time the dog had almost choked itself because it tried to scale the fence. So it was trying to get away. And like, as you know, dogs are more sensitive to the paranormal. Well, this kind of gives it a little credence that like maybe there was a ghost since the dog reacted so strongly. But yeah, that's know. true. Hmm. Well, I'm, I mean, you know how like a lot of people say it's like, oh, Mexican superstition, whatever, with like our side of the family, whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm pretty sure we're like from a chain of witches. But there's been times that, like, in our apartment, not to get, like, off topic, but, like, in our apartment, we see, well, I see, like, dark shadows pass by, and then I see the dog's heads, like, follow the same shadow that I saw. So, I mean, that kind of makes sense, too. Yeah. It's always been said that, like, not even dogs, but just, like, animals in general can Mm -hmm. have, like, that, that other sense where they can see, like, ghosts, and that's why they look at the wall or they look at, like, weird stuff, because they 
you know, apparently sent something. Uh-huh. Continuing, one of the more chilling events in Anson's book was when George awakened to the sound of a marching band in his living room, which fucking hell yeah, dude. Get down. He claimed he raced down he claimed that he raced downstairs, entered the room only to find dead silence and the furniture pushed to one side. So all the furniture had been moved after hearing this uh, marching band. Oh, after only 28 days in the DeFeo home, the family claimed they could no longer take it and they grabbed whatever they could and fled the house. And they went to uh, the mother-in-law's house to stay there. Jay Anson's The Amityville Horror sold more than 3 million copies and was turned into a major motion picture in 1979. The movie grossed more than $80 million. However, this was not the only movie that, that was inspired by the events that took place. In fact, do you want to guess how many movies were made? probably like i'm over here trying to read your notes i'm like mm. oh yeah i forgot to get my notes you what well, okay well since you were but I, i'm actually notes. kind of lost though let me see it's like okay we well, don't don't look at the notes just guess how many I movies lost were made I, I would say like i'd say maybe like five maybe five there was a total of 16 what the fuck oh look i found that place now oh my yeah. god <laughs> yeah this includes the sequels remakes and spinoffs of all the stories there were 16 total movies made the family uh after the book was written, the family would receive 12% of the book sales. Oh my God. Uh, I don't know if they made any money off the movies, but I sent, I would guess since it was based off their life story, they had to get some kind of you know compensation yeah. for it being used. And after the book came out, the family happily went on a nationwide book tour to promote it. Then they promoted it as their quote-unquote true story. Nevertheless, questions remain about the validity of their claims. I mean, they made pretty decent amount of money off of this story so people were kind of like is it true or is it just a cash grab butch defeo believed the stories were made up by anson the lutz family and his own attorney william weber in a handwritten letter leather (laughs) in a handwritten letter butch wrote amityville was a hoax that weber and the lutzes started yes to make money it started as my trial was in progress end quote although george lutz proclaimed his story to be true William Weber, which was the attorney, argued the story in Anson's books, and Anson's book were not. In September 17th, 1979, of an issue of People magazine, Weber charged, or Weber had um, said, I know the book's a hoax. We created this horror story over many bottles of wine. Weber's kind of flip-flopping, so he's claiming to not have any involvement. He was saying, like, we got drunk and uh, created this whole hoax to make money and sell books. And so did Butch. He claimed that their story was fake as well, even though he had already said he was possessed by demons and tried to plead insanity. So it's a whole you know mishmash of bullshit. What's going on? Fuck them all. <laughs> no, I'm well, I saw you fiddling with your headset, so I thought something happened. I was like, oh, are you okay? Like, your headphones are okay? No, I, I, was, I was trying to figure it out to where I don't disturb uh, disturb the recording, which we I probably should have done this in the first half, but um, I was actually able to do it through bluetooth and not disturb the recording at all oh okay i was wondering why you were like gazing off i was like man (laughs) i was like she must be really fucked up she just kind of glazed over looking over like i was like no no no. i I was i was like on the settings and then like here's my wire but okay it's it's bluetooth connected to my laptop so i didn't even disturb like disturb your recording at all which is kind of okay you can hear me through the headphones i was like i was like yeah. <laughs> I was like, who? So, okay. After Weber had said that they got drunk and came up with this hoax, later in 1977, the Lutzes would go on to sue Weber for $4.5 million over claims of invasion of privacy, misappropriation of the names for trade purposes, and negligent inflection of mental distress, which I don't know exactly what that means. I guess, like, they're claiming to have, I guess, suffered from some type of mental disorder or mental distress from having to go through whatever they went through, which to me doesn't sound like they went through much. Like they went on a book tour, made a shit ton of money and got famous. So I yeah, and then had movies, multiple, apparently 16. I only thought it was like five or six, but 16 movies. Yeah. I mean, there's like, I think seven that are direct sequels to each other, but there's a bunch of spinoffs. And of course the remake with Ryan Reynolds that we saw as kids, which honestly still fucking holds up. Fucking come at me, bro. That movie is fucking awesome. If you think it's not, you suck. Seeing Ryan Reynolds be a psychopath, great. Him as Deadpool, perfect. Him as William Defoe. <laughs> That's another fucking actor. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Ryan Reynolds as Willem Dafoe. <laughs> Coming this summer. <laughs> Ryan went Reynolds. As, uh, Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds as Willem Dafoe in Dafoe Me Once. Shame on you. Dafoe Me Twice. Shame on me. William Dafoe in the lighthouse with Bella. What the hell are you doing? Stop. <laughs> because it's Edward. He's with Edward. I didn't mean to do that. <laughs> oh, I see the connection. I forgot Robert, Robert Pattinson is in the lighthouse. You mean Edward. <laughs> no. His name's not Edward. Imagine it's Edward. You- I bet he would be so fucking sad if you ever meet him in real life. Like, you see him at the airport, and you're just like, Edward, where you been, loco? <laughs> and he's just like, I'm fucking Batman. Like, God, leave me alone. He'd probably be like, listen, my name's Bruce Wayne now. I'd be like, no, listen here, loco. <laughs> <laughs> listen here, loco. Okay, listen so here, I'm going get... <laughs> to dive into the investigation. Okay. Okay, of, um, okay. Oh, you're really on investigation. Oh my yeah, God, of the house, like that. not, not of the murders. This is of um the the paranormal stuff. So this is actually kind of fascinating. I didn't know about this. So on March 16, 1976, Ed and Lorraine Warren, which are famous from like the Conjuring movies and stuff like that, they're famous paranormal uh, duo, power couple, couple goals. Hashtag live, laugh, love. Hashtag Ed and Lorraine for life. <laughs> hashtag they're probably con artists. Love, love, love. Stop. <laughs> I didn't so, um, live, laugh, love type of boy. <laughs> I so, hate uh, it. Thanks, I hate it. <laughs> trying to flick it off. <laughs> so Ed and Lorraine went to the house with uh, Marvin Scott, who was a, a reporter for Channel 5 News, to conduct the seance. What are you looking for? The cap? Just, I just keep going. I found the cap. We shouldn't have been all willy-nilly trying to flick around the cap like you're some boss. Some hashtag girl boss. Stop! I'm your DMs. Hey girl, I know it's been a while, but I have this new... (laughs) This new product to sell. (laughs) It's called an MLM. (laughs) Hey girl, I'm a girl boss. No. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, okay, so Ed and I went I to the house. For one of those. Oh, I the pyramid schemes. Though. Yeah. Bro, I felt. Gotta for watch one out. I, I thought the guy was so cute, and I thought he was asking me out on a date. Like, Surprise, motherfucker! Thanks. The homeboy invited me out, and there were like 50 other people, and I got a free steak. <laughs> But I also paid $150 to get into a pyramid scheme, but I got my money back. <laughs> How much was the stake? Like, was it even worth it? It was not worth it. It's fucking out back. I was like, bro. Are you that like, easily scammed? You're like, free stake? Yeah, I'll I drop $150 for no reason. I thought I was going on a date. So that's, like, that's not my fault, though. He In what world do you get asked on a date and have to pay the guy $150? He told me, let's go out. I know this one place. We can meet up. It's like a double date. It was not a fucking double date. He was full of shit. I know this it one place bad. takes you to Outback Steakhouse. I know. I mean, everything else was good. My I know this was really great. chill spot, super underground. It's called Outback Steakhouse. I don't know if you've ever been. It's super low key. I hate it. I'd rather go to Longhorn. Longhorn's better. <laughs> so anyway, um, Ed and Lorraine went to the house with Marvin Scott, who was a reporter for Channel 5 News, and they conducted a seance. More than a dozen people showed up, including several psychics that worked with the Warrens and um, Dr. Carlisle Ois, or Osis. I can't pronounce. They all have weird names. And Dr. Alex Tanus. Can't they just have normal last names? Yeah, or Carlisle. That's how it is. That's a Twilight. (laughs) Get out. Stop. (laughs) I think Duncan just showed himself. Oh, great. All these people were there, including a bunch of Dr. Carlisle and Dr. Tannis, who were, um, they were from the Society for Psychical Research in Manhattan, which if you've listened to, and that's why we drink, and mentions um, Society of Psychical Research, they're like a big 
um, group that study the paranormal. Uh, so all of them were there. Uh, Lorraine, who claimed to be a clairvoyant, insisted she encountered Butch's spirit during the seance. Quote, the encounter was so awful and he was so sinister that she felt there was absolutely nothing she could do to help or eject his spirit from the house. So if she's claiming Butch's spirit is still in the house, which is weird because he was still alive when they went to, to, to the house. So, but whatever. However, nothing supernatural occurred during the seances. Despite the lack of physical evidence, the Warrens would like make a lot of noise during the seance. They would do a lot of moaning and groaning and claim that there were evil black shadows that would come at you and make your heart speed up. So they were putting on quite the show uh, at these seances. I'm on the fence with the Warrens, honestly. Like, I want to believe they're this power couple hunting ghosts, but... Uh... I don't know. I, I can't really say much. I don't want to, like, what's, what's the word? Um, I can't even think of the fucking word. But, like, I mean, I know they're dead, so I don't want dis- to yeah. disrespect. Like, disrespect them because they are dead. But at the same time, I'm like, I feel there's quite a few things that they did just to make money. Because, I mean, you see all the movies. They call them the Conjuring Collection. And it's like the Annabelle movies and the oh, Conjuring yeah. movies. And it's just like, it's all them. All the Warrens. Yeah. Okay. I'm not going like, to discredit them. Because like, they might have no, found some stuff. Not. But I feel they like some of them. Of course. Yeah. But then also with that case, I mean, I, I can't remember what the case is called, but the one where he claims where he's like super like he's possessed he was super possessed and he like he kills you do do, do you know which one i'm talking about i'm trying to keep, and even keep, the, the horns like back him up hold on let me look up this sounds familiar but it's, it's not ringing any bells right now hold on i got it okay uh let me see so i can fucking spell <laughs> what was your google search earlier it was um in the last episode it was bath salt face bite or some shit like that yeah <laughs> and you're like fucking florida <laughs> yes okay okay hey audience do you like it when we make callbacks to episodes we've already recorded <laughs> i mean for us it literally happened an hour ago for you guys it's probably like a week so it's, it's still fresh on the brain for us we can't believe it's our first two-parter too episode two I, well two and three look at us go i know well, for you, I haven't, I haven't said fucking shit. I feel like, I feel like, what's the on on Django? Whenever they're like, I can't see fucking shit. Oh <laughs> yeah, I, I haven't said fucking shit. <laughs> oh, you're welcome to interrupt me at any time. Like, just... well, I mean, of course, but like, I haven't done my own notes. I haven't done. Oh well, I mean, I I like doing notes. The only problem I've run into is I start I'm doing them like a book report. When I should start writing them out like a presentation or like a speech rather than like um, something I'm going to turn Bro, into a professor. That's what college is for. We, we, don't have to, we don't have to do that here. We're not like there's nobody. We have no sponsors. We have. We uh, do have a sponsor. Like, Ed Gein's skin bin. Love the skin you're in. No. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that's not, that's not even it. But listen, <laughs> like we don't have real sponsors. True, true. Wait, what was the case, the Ed and Lorraine? Oh my god, I lost the... <laughs> Hold on! Okay. That was the whole point. I was just talking to fill in the, the dead air. Okay, 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 okay. Hold on. Oh my, this is my job. I'm supposed to be able to like... Was it made into a movie? So it's called The Devil Made Me Do It, and it's oh, the trial yeah. of Arn Cheyenne Johnson. Yeah, um, um someone so covered they, that. So they literally put... Yeah, so they, they put on... They put their... uh like the careers they put their careers on the line basically just to like back up this guy and at the same time i'm like oh, okay yeah yeah like i get it and then at the same time i'm like <laughs> yeah didn't he like get hit by a car or something you know what i don't remember you know i what? We'll cover it, it. how about that well uh, at some point we're gonna cover that one because they just made that movie uh, the devil made me do it so we'll, we'll cover that story that seems interesting Okay, uh, getting back to it, both the American uh, Psychical Foundation and Psychical Research Foundation said that there was nothing paranormal in the house. They further added they would have used scientific methods to measure any phenomena had there had it been present and not the psychic methods of the Warrens. They wanted to like really try to use like the paranormal tools at the time that they had instead of going off of like I have a weird feeling that there is a ghost present. Uh, but they they claimed there was nothing in the house. 
And these are like pretty good foundations and uh, societies or I guess whatever. Uh, in 1977, a man named Hans Holzer was ride, was wanting to write a book about the house, uh, much like everybody else, uh, and went to the house with William Weber, which, as you remember, was Butch's attorney. And he also went with Bernard Burton, Laura Didio, and a medium named Ethel Johnson Myers. While in the house, Myers claimed that Indians resided on the property to protect an old burial ground, insisting that whoever lived in the DeFeo house was going to be the victim of the Indians' fierce anger. That's a quote from her. I know that's, um, there are Native Americans, I know the proper term, but that was just what she had said. She called them that. She claimed there was a burial ground that the house was built on. Yeah, and then I, I I know they really play into that with the Ryan Reynolds movie, like the Indian. Oh yeah. Or, well, the you know the Native American. Yeah. I, I never know what term to say. I always feel weird. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess I have to do some research on what the um the population prefers. I mean, I don't know, but honestly, uh, let, delete all let, that. Delete it all. <laughs> yeah, or let us know in the comments. Like we, like I said, we're kind of detached from pop culture and like news and stuff like that. Like we really kind of don't know what's proper and what's not proper to say. So if we say something kind of like not PC or not cool, let us know in the comments respectively, like kind of understand we don't know a lot of teach things. Us. Yeah. Teach us. We want to learn. Please we want to know us. what's yeah. So we're sorry Please if we say something that offends you guys in terms Anybody of like, at all. Yeah, yeah. So just please let us know respectfully. Don't get angry. But she claimed that they were on a burial ground. And Holzer further theorized in his book, which was titled Murder in Amityville, that the spirit of a dead Native American chief possessed by Ronald DeFeo, which was big Ron, or possessed. Oh, shit. My bad. Sorry. So Holzer claimed that a Native American chief possessed Butch and caused him to kill the family. Despite evidence pointing to the contrary, Halter claimed that the, the DeFeo house stood on a burial ground. He also stated that in the 1700s, some of the residents of the land practiced witchcraft. Once again, the facts proved otherwise. Despite the loose truth of which Halter decided to publish in his book, which would be the basis for another movie, which was Amityville 2, The Possession, he would later write two more fiction Amityville books titled Secret of Amityville and The Curse of Amityville. The latter would become another movie in 1990 called The Amityville Curse. So this Holzer guy, he went in there making all of these claims and made like three different books, got two movie deals. Like everybody's fucking banking off this. Like it's insane. He, he knew exactly what he was doing. He's like, all right, let's go. Yeah. I mean, again, like none of us were there. So we really don't know if there is paranormal stuff. Because even the psychical research people, they didn't have the proper tools to do the investigation they wanted to do. You know, maybe if they went in there with some like paranormal tools, they might find something. But right now, it's just general claims of, you know, spookiness. Yeah. So now I'm getting into the truth. Like these are the facts that kind of debunk a whole lot of the paranormal stuff. I know this was supposed to be a paranormal episode, but like I said, I am a skeptic and I'm always going to try to debunk things. The facts presented in the Lutz versus Weber lawsuit, which uh, I don't know if you remember, I told you they sued him for $4 million because they claimed he misappropriated their name or in their story or whatever. Mm-hmm. But in, in the actual, um, in the case or in the lawsuit, it showed the ghost stories surrounding the house to be questionable at best. Moreover, facts uncovered in the suit told a very different story about Father Ralph Picario, which was the priest that was that had blessed the house. Father Picario's relationship in the case was described in an affidavit from William DeLay, which was the Lutz's attorney. It read, quote, Father Ralph J. Picario has indicated that his only contact relating to the case was a telephone call from the Lutz's regarding their psychic experience, end quote. In fact, William Weber claimed during a, a radio interview that the priest never even set foot in the house. So he just got called by the Lutzes to go bless it, and he never actually went. At least that's what he said. Mm-hmm. So he never heard the voices. He never told him any of that stuff. And there's even more stuff. Like, um, there was a couple of interviews where they interviewed George Lutz, and they're like, how do you know Father Picario? And he said, oh, well, he, got, he married us, or he, like, gave us advice before we got married. Then they asked Kathy and she had like a completely different story. And then they asked father Picario and he said, Oh, well I first met them when they called me to bless the house. So there's a whole lot of like, you know, um, nothing's quite adding up. 
After several repeated requests, the Diocese of Rockville Center finally broke its silence after years and commented on the Ambiville hoax in May 15, 2002. The assistant to the Vicer General wrote, quote, The diocese maintains that the story was a false report. In November of 1977, Dionysian attorneys prepared a substantial list to be submitted to the publisher of the Amityville Horror of numerous inaccuracies, factuality, incorrect references, and untrue statements regarding events, persons, occurrences that never happened. So this is, oh, end quote. That's a direct quote from the diocese that, like, um, hired Father Procario. They're saying none of it happened. None of it's true. He didn't even go. It was all bullshit. <laughs> they're like, he was literally at home just watching some sports. Yeah, they're like, he was over there watching oh. golf or whatever Long <laughs> Islanders do. Do you think <laughs> Long Island iced teas were made in Long Island? <clears throat> Probably not, honestly. Not going to lie. You were a bartender. Do you know where the name, where they got the name Long Island iced tea from? Fuck no. I don't know. I worked at a sports bar. I just knew how to make it. I don't know where the fuck it's from. <laughs> <laughs> Good job. <laughs> we're, we're almost done, guys. We're on page 33 of 38. And we're not doing bad on time. Look at us go. We're getting better. We're getting That's efficient. Actually- God damn it. We're good. We're pro podcasters. Fuck yeah. I quit. That's why I'm feeling so confident. I'm like, screw our seven followers. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> right. All, all five of you. It's all mom, dad, Irene, Megan, Me Morgan. <laughs> ourselves i'm subscribed to our channel like (laughs) i know me too i saved i saved honestly i i saved the email i was like it said aaron subscribed to somber spirits danielle y'all subscribed to (laughs) somber spirits and i was like oh fuck i was like i'm gonna save this because you never know (laughs) yeah memories we're the only two subscribers right now Uh, when this comes out this will be our third episode maybe we'll have more who knows after the Diocese claimed none of it happened. I got a burp. God. Oh, God. Am I dying? I was possessed by a Native American chief. Oh, God. Okay. Father Picario was eventually transferred to an entirely different diocese where he uh, purportedly was forbidden to practice certain Catholic rites. So they were pretty mad at him. They're like, look, man, you can't go around saying like shit's haunted. Okay. You can't do it. What did you just drop? Okay. So I'm going to list off some myths and facts about the house and the case. So it's going to be like kind of a rapid fire. It's not a rapid. Who the fuck am I kidding? We're not going to rapid fire any of this. We're going to like digress. Okay. So myth number one, the Shinecock. Mm, nope. <laughs> <laughs> That's not their name. Look, look how it's spelled. Okay, what guys. Did you, what did you call me? That was rude. <laughs> okay, hold on. It's spelled S H I N N E C O C K. So Shinnecock, Shinnecock. A certain tribe of Native American. The myth is a certain tribe of Native Americans resided in Amityville. The fact I is. That tribe never resided anywhere near Amityville. All the Native Americans on <laughs> Long Island were part of the Mantauk Nation. I can't believe you're like, yeah, I believe it. I told you it was a myth. I at the beginning of this segment, I said these are myths I'm gonna be debunking. I tell you the first myth, and your instant gut reaction is, yeah, no, I'll buy it. Makes sense. That tracks. I could see how you got roped in that pyramid scheme. I told you it was a myth from the get-go. I thought it was a date. It's not the same thing. (laughs) I literally thought I was going on a date. And I was like, wow. And then I didn't date anybody like two years after that. And then I met Michael. And I was like, okay, I guess I'll try. (laughs) So four years later. Myth number two. uh, 112 Ocean Avenue was a Native American sanitarium, a mental institution, where the mad and dying would be left exposed to the elements to die. The fact is, there was no record that there was ever any Native American burial ground or mental institution on Ocean Avenue. According to Long Island Native American expert John Strong, author of We Are Still Here, many Native Americans lived along the tidal bays in the area. But as far as claims that they were um, like in that area, 
are completely false. Huh. Myth number three, a witch named John Ketchum escaped from Salem, Massachusetts, <laughs> Massachusetts, escaped no. from Salem, Massachusetts during the witch trials and built his house on or near the famous Amityville house to continue his devil worship. It's reported that his body is buried on or near the property of 112 Ocean Avenue. The fact is, a prominent citizen named John Ketchum did return from Ipswich, Massachusetts, not Salem. I mean, it's near Salem, but it's not there. And he sent he settled in a Huntington Township along Long Island. So a man from Massachusetts did move to that area. But while he was in Massachusetts, John Ketchum acted as a representative to the local government uh, before returning to Long Island, where some of his family resided. He eventually became a prominent fig figure in Huntington before his death in 1697. The Kitchen family has no information regarding any uh, any information about him being a witch. Like, there's no accusations. There wasn't any record of him performing devil worshipping. He was just, like, kind of a government dude. What about Ash? I knew you were going to fucking say that. <laughs> as soon as I said Ketchum, I saw your face. And I was like, she's going to say Ash. I'm like, I better just hurry up through this before she fucking... Bust out the did. Pokemon. Honestly, honestly, the, <laughs> that's why I didn't say anything. I was like, <laughs> and I was well, like, I saw your face get ready. I was like, oh my god, she's gonna say Ash. <laughs> I would. I hey, I had some self control there. I waited to the very end. I was like, interrupt him. My head, my like, my little, my little, what's it called? Like your, so you have like, yeah, your little Ed, like the part of your your psyche or whatever. It was like, do it, do it. Do it, and then my grown-up part was like, no, no, just wait. You had um, what's his name, Senator Palpatine in the back of your head, going, "Do it, do it, use the dark side." Exactly. Wait, what myth mom? Four? I didn't number these. Myth number whatever. You're on the two hundred, the the one with the number. Well, I know, but I know what I was like. Okay, hold on, I'm not gonna do math anyway. So the next myth was that the 250. Remember how I said that they had a lot of like damage to the house, like the front door and banisters and stuff like that. So they claimed that the 250-pound front door of the house was torn off its hinges and a locksmith was called out to repair the door. However, the fact is the door in question wasn't a 250-pound door. It was just a screen door, not even a storm door, not even just like a normal door. It was a screen door. Originally was explained being torn off its hinges by a ghost, but it could have been easily torn off by the winds, especially in the Great South Bay area. Like they had very... They were by the coast, so a lot of torrential winds would come in, so easily debunked. And it wasn't even a big door, which they claimed it was. Lastly, the Catholic Church is the myth is that the Catholic Church is hiding evidence that something existed in Amityville and they just don't want to reveal it. But as I mentioned previously, it, they straight up were like, no, like it's just a hoax. I mean, granted, it, I wouldn't put it behind the Catholic Church to hide something and say flat out nothing happened. So that that myth I can kind of buy into because it makes sense that they would be like, yeah, no, nothing happened because uh, they don't want I mean, people to. What's up? If you think about it, they don't even let people see the what are they the like those the text that they have. I can't even think. I'm kind of drunk, but <laughs> it's the, I don't even know what they're called either. The commandments? Yeah, no, 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 no. It's 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 not the. I mean, like obviously, how do y'all know the commandments? Like, anyway. wait, do those still exist? Do they have those? I don't know. That's that's the thing. So huh. actually, there's like a so okay, kind of like why can I not think of it? It's um. Hold on. The Vatican. Yeah, the Vatican. Uh, Is that what it's called? So yeah, so the they have so they have like all this text, all this like ancient stuff, but they do not release it to the public, or it's like private, or nobody's allowed to know what it actually says. And it's like, why not? What? I mean, it's the same way with the government. Like, we all know there's aliens. Like, you're not going to hide that from us. Nice you know try, what's though. so weird about that? We've all been, abdu we've all been abducted. Thank you, though. <laughs> what's so weird we've about all the been alien thing is during COVID, like in 2020, the Navy straight up were like, yeah, no, this probably, this, this probably, like, they released all their footage of UFOs and nobody gave a single fuck because there's, like, a pandemic, you know? Yeah. I was like, but I. How is this not news? The Navy straight up was like, yo, yeah, no, here's all the footage of UFOs we have. We can't explain them. And everybody's like, fuck you. We're all dying from a virus. We don't have time to deal with aliens. I know. And then some people actually got into it because I was like, 
I didn't actually deep. Well, maybe we'll cover it one of these episodes. Mm. But like, I didn't deep dive into it, but I did get into it because I was like, "What's about fucking time?" Because, because I I I don't know if you remember, but like, when you and I were younger, we'd play on the trampoline. Remember, we saw like a yellow saucer. Yeah, it was literally it was literally a you you know it too. Yeah, because it it like it zigzag. It didn't do like a straight motion. It moved like weird. We yes. thought, didn't we think it was a star at first yes. or something? Yes, because at, at first, well, at first, I, I feel like you and I thought it was an airplane. Mm-hmm. And so we were like, oh, okay, so It was okay. blinking. It had the lights on it. Mm-hmm. But they weren't like red and blue. Fitness. Or they weren't uh, yeah. the red and green lights you usually see on a plane. Yeah. So I, I remember you and I saw it and we were like, oh, look, it's an airplane. And then it like zipped across. And we were like, oh, okay, that's not an airplane. And then it zipped back. And then it zipped like down and then back up and then it just like zooted out of there and you and i were like okay well yeah we saw something kind of not right did we did so, we run inside i can't remember i think yeah we I did did we Cause I, I i have i remember seeing it and i remember being freaked out but i don't remember what we did afterwards because i remember just being scared no, i was yeah, young we ran, yeah i think i was like what inside. eight eight or seven because yeah. you you were yeah. like nine or ten I was little because I, I remember I'd see a lot of ghosts in our house too. That's the only reason I believe in them is because I, I sometimes see them. Oh, that should be that. fun. Oh, we can do, we just totally can steal this from other podcasts. We can do listener stories. Like we can, or you can tell your paranormal stories. And then in between we can like have people write in. So after I burp, <laughs> leave in the comments and email us at a somber spirits podcast at gmail.com and send in, your ghost encounters or your alien encounters or your cryptid encounters. And maybe we'll do like an episode of it. I think that'd be like really uh-huh. fun. Okay. Back to the story. We're almost done. We're two pages away, guys. Thank you so much for sticking with us. <laughs> the priority logged off a bit like the first 10 minute intro. They're like, fuck this. I'm out. They're talking. I don't I know. even know what we we're talking about 10 minutes ago or an hour ago. So uh, like whatever y'all saw UFO, fuck y'all. <laughs> you know, whatever drunkies, of course. <laughs> We were eight, okay? We weren't drinking back then. I know, we were sober. Uh, in March of 1979, in an issue of Writer's Digest, Anson, who was the author of uh, Amity Horror, addressed the inconsistencies by saying, quote, yeah, I know the physical research people say I have made mistakes. They say that on such a... They say, fuck. <laughs> they, say su- they say, fuck, I can't read. Jeez, okay. I'm sorry, guys. Okay, quote, Anson says... Yeah, I know the physical research people say I have made mistakes. They say that on such and on such a day when I had when I said it rained, it didn't rain. Okay, I'm not even gonna bother with the quote. Basically, he's just saying that like he says. Yeah, you read it. I can't read it. You try. Okay, so this is what he said. He said, "Yeah," he said, "Yeah, I know the physical or." See? <laughs> this is a direct oh, no. quote. He's it. like, bitch, bitch, I got it. I got it. Okay, Listen, okay. I, I believe got it. in okay. you. I got, so, you, got, you got this. So, go, goes, go, go. He, so this Hit is what Anson me. said. Anson addressed the inconsistencies by saying, yeah, I know the cyclical research. Obviously, that's kind of hard for me to say. But the research people say, I have made mistakes. They say that on such and such a day. When I said it rained, it didn't rain. So what? I am perfectly normal human being. And sometimes I make mistakes. Unquote. <laughs> well done. I, I couldn't say that. Thank you so much. But yeah, so he, um, hard. <laughs> it's hard. Well, cause like he has, I don't know. He, he worded it weird. Yeah. But anyway, he basically said like, yeah, I made mistakes. I understand there's inconsistencies, whatever. But it's like, dude, this is kind of a big deal. Like, the dude's going yeah. to prison. People are making money and extorting this. And you're just like, yeah, eh, fucked up, whatever. But okay, so in the end, the story of the DeFeos, the Lutzes, and the infamous house residing on 112 Ocean Avenue in Abbeville appears to have been a tragic undoing of a young man due to years of physical abuse and abuse of drugs and alcohol that led him to commit an awful crime that may or may not have involved multiple people, sensualization by another family, as well as the press and and entertainment industry merely for profit. Whether the accounts of the paranormal are factual or true or up for debate. So this is, in fact, and this is why I got Discovery Plus. This is the whole reason I downloaded it. So Jason Hawes, which was uh, the guy from Ghost Hunters, 
and Ghost Nation. He um, produced and starred in a documentary on Discovery Plus called Amityville Horror House, which I watched. Half, after doing all this research about the skepticism and the, the real things that happened in the actual case, this documentary leans so hard into the paranormal. Like if you want like the nitty gritty paranormal stuff, go watch that documentary because they get the actual medium that claimed Native Americans were buried um, on the house. They were interviewing yeah. her. And to this day, she still holds that belief, even though there's no record of there ever being any burial grounds. In that documentary, she straight up was like, there are Native Americans buried there and there's a strong presence. So it's a very interesting documentary. It's, it's a lot of fun. I enjoyed watching it. It's just after doing the research and kind of seeing the holes poked in the whole paranormal story, go watch it and let us know in the comments what you think, I guess. I mean, I personally, I mean, I was really high when I watched it too. So I was kind of just laughing at it because it was dramatic at that very, you know, like how the Travel Channel has those very dramatic uh, reenactments and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's just kind of funny. but So that is the end of the Amityville case uh there's plenty more that i didn't add into it just because we've been talking now for what three hours about almost but i mean you know also aaron did his extensive research so (laughs) the whole three websites and honestly mostly just one i just used the other two for fact checking (laughs) so um, we're gonna get better what don't god damn it (laughs) Oh, I thought you were gonna what? do the. Where <laughs> you been, Loka? <laughs> no, I said what? I didn't even think about it. Think, when oh, have you yeah. been watching on on the somber spirits? What have the, I? So, I I I'm on our YouTube channel right now, and have you? you been watching stuff on our YouTube channel? No, I'm not even logged mean? in. That's probably you. I'm not even logged in on that. It's not even added to, to my phone. Do we have our <laughs> own spooky paranormal thing happening to our YouTube channel? I don't know, dude, because there's like videos that are coming up that I've never seen before. Well, it's probably just like the base algorithm since like we haven't used it. Stop. Are you kidding me? What? What what popped up? I hate the I hate the Internet. Okay, so you know how you just talked about the Amityville? Guess what just popped up? Amityville horror. Ed and Lorraine Warren, most famous case. On our Somber Spirits YouTube? On the Somber Spirits YouTube. And we haven't seen a single thing. No, I didn't even use YouTube for research on this at all. It was all on my laptop. Holy yeah. shit. I haven't damn looked you. up anything. Well, not you, I've but damn at... you industry people. I know, because this this is the somber spirits one, and there's obviously nothing on it. And mm-hmm. it's just like... They're coming to get us. Those stinky ghosts are mad at us. They're going to poop in our toilets now. It's... Oh. You know what? You should do that. You should take like a huge shit and then blame it on a ghost and be like, Mike, I don't know what happened. Like we were covering Amityville and the ghost must have like traveled through space and time and came and took a duty. Honestly, it wasn't I just, me. I'll, I'll I took a duty in the shower. It wasn't me. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to blame it on our dogs. It wasn't me. So thank you guys so much for listening. That is the end of the Amityville. Uh, right now, I don't have any... Thing. I mean, I have a list of things I want to cover, but we're always open to suggestions. Again, you can email us at somberspiritspodcast at gmail.com. Uh, our YouTube channel is just called Somber Spirits. I'll add the link. Uh, if we end up on Spotify, I'll throw the link on the thingy. But other than that, find all of our social media shit, which we haven't made yet. But by the time this goes up, it'll probably be there where you can find pictures and all the cool things. Um, and also leave us another catchphrase in case... You know, you didn't listen to the first episode and decided to go to part two because you're a fucking psychopath. Uh, <laughs> leave, leave us suggestions on uh, closing things. What did I say last episode? Stay spooky, uh, boozy, some shit like that. It was like stay spooky, stay boozy, and then we couldn't figure out the last part because we needed help with it. Because we're like, okay, what rhymes with those two? That's true. That's well, kind I- of like somber. That's kind of sad. It's kind of. I mean, obviously, we're never sad. I mean, we're always sad. Which yeah, is... we're chronically sad. <laughs> we have, like, brief spurts of happiness, which is called a manic mm-hmm. phase. I'm sure a lot of you um, Gen Zers and millennials know what that is. But, uh, thank you again for listening. We'll see you, I guess, next week. I mean, maybe by the time we get all this together and released, we'll have, like, a solid schedule. So 
stay tuned. There's plenty more spookiness, plenty more weird banter and bullshit. Uh, we love you, and uh, see you in the next episode. Yeah, maybe next time I'll actually read one. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Danielle's going to actually do some research. I've just been doing them lately because I have more time than her, at, at least now I do, because she started yeah. a new job, and I work nights, so from like the morning till 5 p.m., I have like nothing to do. So uh, <laughs> but stay tuned. There's plenty of wackiness. We got a lot of things planned. Uh, again, if there's one thing we can promise as a podcast is we will not keep our promises. So <laughs> <laughs> you're not will, wrong. Yeah, we will plan a lot of things and some of them may or may not happen. But stay tuned in case they do. So uh, see you guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.